Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 32, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hello there. Happy Friday to all of you, uh, if you're listening to this when it comes out, or happy day of whatever, if you're listening to this on any other day of the week. Uh, I have some great books to tell you about today, but first I want to tell you about today's sponsor. It is Owl Crate. Owlcrate is a monthly subscription service that delivers bookish fun straight to your door. Each box contains one brand new hardcover young adult novel, as well as a whole bunch of bookish keepsakes to help set the mood for your literary adventure. Every box is built with a super fun and creative theme in mind, and also includes special goodies right from the author. There is a different, unique theme each month, and lots of the items included in the boxes are handmade from small businesses, including Etsy sellers, and most of them are exclusive. You can't find these goodies anywhere else. Owlcrate has begun sending out books with exclusive cover designs, making them even more special. And they also have a brand new box for younger bookworms, Owlcrate Junior. It's perfect for readers aged 8 to 12 or for anyone young at heart. So again, it's Owlcrate, and we thank them for sponsoring the show today. So here we go. Um, You probably heard me raving about the Hazelwood if you listened to all the books this week. It's by Melissa Albert, and I loved it so much. And I started thinking about other books with fairy tales that I love, and came back around to Uprooted by Naomi Novik. I'm pretty sure I talked about this on the very first episode of All the Books, Um, but she has a new book coming out this summer. Yay! Not a sequel to Uprooted, but it's called Spinning Silver. It comes out on July 10th, and it's a retelling of Rumpelstiltskin, and it sounds amazing. But I thought I'd push the uprooted love again. If you haven't read it, it's so good. It's about a young girl named Agnieszka. She lives in a small village in a valley. Uh, Above the village is a castle. Beside the village are the scary, scary woods that contain scary, scary things. And protecting the people of the village from the scary, scary things is a wizard who lives in the castle. And he is referred to as the dragon. And in return for his protection against the scary, scary things... Every 10 years, he comes down to the village, and he picks a young woman from the village and takes her back to his castle. And then 10 years later, she's released, but she is not, like, no uh, young woman has ever returned to the village to say, like, this is what happened in the castle, like, this is what it's like up there. Like, they all choose to go somewhere else when they are released, so no one really knows what's happened happened there. They're all afraid of the wizard. And Agnieszka is pretty sure that her friend is going to be picked. Her friend is beautiful and sweet, and kind, and so the dragon comes down to the village, because it's been ten years, uh, and instead he picks Agnieszka, and she can't believe it, but such is her fate. Uh, She's going to make the most of it, but also not take any guff, and it's just this fantastic feminist fairy tale. So, so good. I do hope that there is a sequel. I could, I mean, it would be fine if there wasn't, but I do hope there's a sequel. Um, On the other hand, thinking of the Hazelwood again, 
It's about a woman whose grandmother wrote a very famous uh, children's book. Um, it made me think a little bit of Harriet Wolf's Seventh Book of Wonders by Juliana Baggett, which I know that I've talked about before. But that's about a young woman whose grandmother also wrote a very famous series. And supposedly there's a seventh book that everyone's looking for after she dies. So I want to give a shout out to that one as well. Um, another book that came out on Tuesday is called Black Fortunes, the story of the first six African Americans who escaped slavery and became millionaires by Shamari Wills. And now, I loved this book. I'm all about the nonfiction this year, so I'm reading as much of it as I can. And it made me think of a book I read, I think, last year called The Strange Career of William Ellis, the Texas Slave Who Became a Mexican Millionaire by Carl Jacoby. It's about, it's a true story, like I said, it's nonfiction. This is also nonfiction. It's about a man named Guillermo Alicio. He is a wealthy, or he was, a wealthy Mexican who owned property in New York City and Mexico, but he actually was a slave who grew up on the Texas-Mexico border named William Ellis, um, but because of his ability to pass as a Mexican, as he got older, it brought him many privileges that were denied to African Americans at the time. So he adopted this new persona when he got older, um, became a businessman, became very, very, very wealthy, like the title says, uh, but then later was involved in scandals and was accused of not being who he claimed to be. Just absolutely fascinating stuff. Also this week on the podcast, I mentioned Mariel Spark. It was her 100th birthday this week, or it would have been. Uh, there's a great piece about her in The Guardian by Allie Smith. And so I wanted to mention one of my favorite Mariel Spark novels, which is Memento Mori. It takes place in the 1950s in London, and it's about somebody calling elderly people at home on their phones. Um, their, you know, their rotary phones, where people used to sit around and wait, have nothing to do except answer the phone. Uh, the piece of woman's calling elderly people and whispering memento mori, which is, remember, you must die. And it's freaking them out. And so now the elderly community in this town is all in an uproar because nobody knows who's doing it. And they think they're trying to scare them. And all these accusations are flying and all these secrets are coming out. It's really fun and twisted. And, and I just absolutely love it. I love everything she does. Um, another book that came out this week is Lord of California by Andrew Valencia, which is a sort of dystopian future country where, like, California is its own country. Um, and the main character is a man who has several wives and several families, and he they none of them know about each other. And then he passes away, and then they all discover, like, he's got tons of kids and tons of wives. Um, it made me think of The Sound of Gravel, speaking of nonfiction, if you're trying to read more nonfiction this year, like I am. It's a memoir by Ruth Warnier, and it's a true story. In the 1970s, she lived in Mexico and all over the place. Uh, her parents were in a Mormon cult. She was the 39th of 42 of her father's children. 39? She had 41 siblings. That's just completely insane. Um, and they moved all around. There was a lot of poverty. Um, they, you know, they didn't, they had 42 kids. They didn't have any money. Um, the, you know, they hardly ever had electricity or heat. They didn't go to school. And then she ended up with a monstrous stepfather. Um, and it's like, sort of like how she's worked all this out, um, you know, and what it's like to have gone through these experiences and to forgive, you know, uh, like her mother never protected her when any of this was going on. Um, and so it's kind of like what it, she's looking back on it, you know, from a viewpoint of forgiveness as an adult. It's, it's completely... 
just great. I mean, 42 kids, my goodness. Um, another great book out this week is The Wedding Date by Jasmine Guillory, which I just absolutely adored, which has a little meet cute in an elevator. And it sort of, kind of related, made me think of How I Became a Famous Novelist by Steve Healy, which is a funny book about a horrible man. There's a writer named Peter who is trying to have it all so that he can make his ex-girlfriend very jealous. He's going to go to her wedding. Um, also, in the wedding date, one of the main characters is going to his ex-girlfriend's wedding. Like, is this a thing? Because I don't think I would ever attend the wedding of anyone I ever dated at all, ever. Um, but apparently it works for books. So this guy is, he's going to go to his ex's wedding and just show her, you know, like he's going to be awesome. And instead, the book really should be called How Not to Behave at a Wedding because he's a terrible man. But it's quite funny if you enjoy someone else's misery. Um, so there, that's how I became a famous novelist. Uh, I think just last week I was talking about the Flavia de Luce series. And there's actually a new one out this week called The Graves, A Fine and Private Place. It's by Alan Bradley. And I wanted to talk about another cute series not exactly cozy, but pretty close. Um, the Maisie Dobbs series. It's by Jacqueline Winspear. Uh, there's 14 of them, I think, now in the series. And Maisie Dobbs, she, when she was a young girl, she was a maid in England. And then she became a nurse. And she served in France during World War One. And now in the first book, it's 10 years later. It's 1929. And she gets her very first case. She's going to be a detective. And she gets her first case. She's supposed to look into suspected infidelity. But the case turns out to be way more complicated than that. And I just, I love all of these. I find them very charming. And I love the historical details. And Maisie is a great character. And there's, I don't know that there's a, like a, an adaptation. There probably is. I didn't look this in. But if there is, I hope there is. And if there isn't, I would love for them to do like a Maisie Dobbs uh, series because she's really, really great. So today for Dealer's Choice, I chose 6-4 by Hideo Yokoyama and it's translated by Jonathan Lloyd Davies. It's out in paperback next week, so I wanted to mention it because I don't think I talked about it when it came out uh, a year ago, but it is fantastic. It was the winner of the Japanese Crime Fiction of the Year Award and it was a huge bestseller in Japan, like huge. And also... It's just huge in general. It's 600 pages long, almost. So it's about a missing girl. She's a seven-year-old. She's been kidnapped in Japan. And then 14 years later, the crime has never been solved. Uh, no one knows what happened to this girl. Uh, the police detective who tried to find her, his life is a mess now. He's now the press officer. He's no longer a detective. He's also the father of a runaway um, and so he's been asked to look into this case again. Uh, it's called the 6-4 mystery. And the reason I didn't mention it is because if you have the time to sit down and read like a 600-page novel, um, it's, it's perfect, but it's very, very slow at first. It's a very slow-burning police procedural. You're reading like 500 pages and it's not moving fast. It's so fascinating. Like, it's fantastic. Uh, but if you, you, like, you only get to fit your reading in here and there, it's might, it might not be the right book for you. But, like, the first 500 pages are this really interesting police procedural, 
And then, wham, the last hundred pages are like crazy action, you know, move so fast. It's fantastic. Um, so that one, again, is called 6-4, and it's out in paperback next week. And that is it for me, kittens. Thank you so much to our sponsor, Owl Crate. We'll have a link to them in the show notes. And you can find a list of all the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers find us. And if you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or my cats, Steinbeck and Malay, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy under Liberty, and on Instagram at Franzen Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with Amanda Nelson to talk about the week's great new releases on all the books. So have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading. <laughs> <laughs>